you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Just because Emma said it doesn't make it true. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Emma has never told a lie. Not Emma VP. She wouldn't do something like that. Coming up, Emma VP is going to give you her little previews for a juicy gaggle of Week 2 NFL football games. It's time to pick those. Want to tell you a couple things real quick. First of all, though, hi and hello, and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. Hope all's well wherever you are. I assume your heart is filled with song as you review or preview the games upcoming here this uh, this weekend. It really is a, uh, a spectacular string of games we have coming up. couple things. The NFL Pick'em Show Week 2, Around the NFL Heroes, Scouts Remove the Sticks, and the DDFP all making uh, picks with Maurice Jones-Drew, Cynthia Freeland, Matt Money-Smith, and uh, the others just mentioned there. Be on the lookout for it on Saturday and every Saturday in season, 9 a.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Eastern, then Sunday morning, that's Saturday, and then Sunday at 6 a.m. Eastern. A lot of times you can get it, but make sure you catch at least one of those. Also, while I'm self-promoting, we have uh, another episode of The Eternal Red Zone. This one focused on quarterback debuts on NFL Network and available on uh, on digital, on Facebook and otherwise. Emma VP behind the glass. When does uh, the new Eternal Red Zone air? Thursday? That one airs Thursday, so today, if you're listening. Right. 9-14, September 14th at 2.30 Eastern. 9-14. All right. So what if it was? What if it's tomorrow? So 2.30 Eastern today? Yesterday. So then what? How would I? If it's tomorrow, how would right. I watch it today? You would go ahead and watch it on the website. Okay. At NFL.com slash GDFP. Thank you. All no right. problem. There you go. Great yeah. Work. So track Trying it down to help everyone out. On digital. Thank you. The voice you just heard there belongs to our resident Miami Dolphins fan. Let's say hello to him right now, everybody. It's Handsome Hank. Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. 
Hello, handsome. How are you? A week delayed for your pro yeah. football team starting. I know. Opening weekend. I'm so excited. Yeah? How do you yep. feel about this one? Well, it's good to get the fifth weekend of the preseason out the way last weekend, and I'm very excited. I'm actually going to watch say, the I Miami you Dolphins way, in their right? opening game against the Los Angeles Chargers in a, in a in their brand-new stadium. Pretty exciting. Mm. One of many real legitimately intriguing. I know it's just week two, but they're ones that you saw before the season and you would have circled and said, ooh, that, that sounds like a good one, like Green Bay and Atlanta, yeah. for instance. But now all of a sudden after the Vikings performance on Monday Night Football, that one feels like, ooh, I go, yeah. that's going to happen in that game. There are a lot that fit that description. I think the Cowboys and Broncos, I know America's team is always compelling to people, but the Broncos – are a little bit bad. I'm surprised they could move the ball with uh, Simeon the way they did against what I figured to be a great uh, Chargers defense. Yeah, and it's a bit surprising because I think you and I, we, we caught up on Monday just as the Monday night games were kicking off. And I confess to you, and this isn't necessarily the most popular opinion to share, but that I was left Sunday a little bit underwhelmed by football. Hmm. I was, I didn't leave Sunday thinking... I mean, I did. I was like, wow, football's back. That's nice. But then actually the, what I was seeing with my eyes was not as exciting as I was hoping it might be. I agree. The The overall quality of play seemed uh, seemed down, down a bit for right. whatever reason. And, may, I, you know, I, I spend all of August every year saying, do we need the preseason, the four games and everything? Maybe the guys that are going to be playing in September actually need to get more involved in August now. Maybe. Because that, they did not. Because they can do less in camp and they can do less Yeah, they just the collectively didn't come right. out of the gate looking all that good. All right, let's say hello to uh, to a pair with whom I fell very much in love uh, last year oh. here at NFL yes, you Media. Did. They are. I, it's not just because I'm trying to stay relevant with the with the young people out there. These two hipsters really emerged as uh, as wise in the ways of fantasy football and regular football too. First of all, let's say hello to one half of the fantasy hipsters and Pittsburgh Steelers fan Matt Franchise. How are you, Francisco? How's it going, Dave? I'm doing well. Uh, excited for the season, fantasy football, or you know, it's just, well, we're underway quest. here. Before we jump into doing the game picks, red challenge flag style. Sure. Uh, we I do have a fantasy question for you yeah make sure you track down nfl.com all of matt franciscovich's uh, great work also on twitter and nfl fantasy live the podcast and the tv show and beyond then the other half of them the bigger half of uh of the fantasy hipsters Confirmed. physically i mean huh well you could take mean, it uh, you could take it any way you want oh oh i feel slighted he <laughs> Is that what? Is that, there, is that an what emerging an emerging theme out of the 2017 football season? An early emerging theme is franchises mounting insecurities. I'm very so, insecure right now. I, I, he, well, it sounds like you're trying to make you're, it. You're so the, now I'm trying to make it worse. I think you're, you're like the your, bully. You're the bully that's making it. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna boost him the whole way through this show. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna gi- I'm gonna give him that's all the great. plaudits he, he needs to feel better about. You understand himself. though you. that while well, you, you knock him down a peg. Exactly. Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin first. Uh, achieved great fame, then they had their rift. Split. You guys don't, <laughs> don't skip the middleman because that's really the important step here. Right. Uh, I and like that's to what do things a little for. off the beaten path. So. I was also going to make the wham analogy when yeah. you're positioning yourself, uh, Matt Harmon. I don't the, understand that. The reference. George Michael. George Michael of wham. It's a band. It's a, That's a, a golden oldie. Okay, yeah. cool. You don't know who that is. You don't know, know who George, George Michael, Michael is. is. Yeah. Let's say, let's hear his music created by the one-man house band. It's Matt Harmon. Hipster with a dog. Backyard banter is his blog. A fan of nature and stuff. Can't miss his facial scruff. CBS sitcom nerd. This 
Since I've heard that, how bad that Matt Hart franchise does that make you more insecure that he has a theme song? I think very, I very think much. So. Yeah. and I'm so going to sing one for you, franchise. Oh. <laughs> Where do we mute? Not it? now. I'm, I'm <laughs> the only one on here without my own intro now, so and that's kind of what I'm I saying. I think I might just leave. You got the best beard in the house. Though. Oh, I'll yeah, take it. I'll stay now. I'll stay. I, mean, I retired from the beard. By game, far. So. Um. All right. Uh, one. Uh, one uh, last question, just because we were talking about it uh, before we got rolling here. Is obviously that wasn't the one man house band Dick Banks. That was Emma VP and Sydney singing. Yeah, the departed Sydney. But happy Beautiful. birthday to her over in Utah. That was a great. Is uh, it her birthday? Combo. Yeah, it was a great uh, duo there and a lovely Incredible. song there for for uh, Harmon. Still moving. Still what? moving. I think it's interesting to to just hear where people picked up, where you became loose, when the lights turned on for you with pro football. When did you first become interested? I'll start with you, Handsome Hank. What was the first Super Bowl you remember watching? The first Super Bowl I watched was Super Bowl Twenty. Oh, is that right? With the pay- Steve Grogan, Tony Steve Grogan, Eason, Tony getting whipped Eason, by the Chicago by William Bears. the Refrigerator Perry, who'd sort of become one of the biggest stars in the UK at the time. Um, that was the first Super Bowl I remember. I remember I watched. I didn't watch it live because I was a, a young boy at that time. But I had a, um, a VHS cassette which my father had recorded. And then, um, uh, probably two weeks later, the Bears announced they were coming to play at Wembley Stadium against the Dallas Cowboys. And my birthday present was uh, was two tickets to that. Wow, I, I'm surprised that you could maintain interest in football after watching Super Bowl. 20, which was one of the worst games you could ever want to take a look at. Well, a whipping. Yeah. But I'm I'm persistent like that, Dave. Good for you. Franchise, Thank you. when did you start watching? I believe the first Super Bowl I actually have a memory of was uh, the Giants against Buffalo in 1991. But the one I really 25, remember. one of the great games ever played in Super Bowl history. Yeah, and that was like the start of the Bills' four losses in a row. And, and But the one I really remember was when the Steelers played the Cowboys, I think it was 1995. 30, yeah, January and of 96. At that point, I just I, – I hated the Cowboys because I was – they were just so good, you know. You wanted to, as a kid, you were like, "Oh, you wanted the underdog to win." I think that's what started my Steelers fan. That one makes me sick because the Steelers, as a Steelers fan, yeah. they had that game won. They yeah. really could have won that game and uh, vanquished one of the great dynasties in NFL history. Matt Harmon, how say you? I think. Well, I was joking about this before we started taping that the first Super Bowl I have memory of is when the Steelers played the Cardinals, but that's being a little facetious. Uh, I think the first Super Bowl I probably like legitimately do remember watching is either the the first one the Rams beat the Titans or the Ravens. And <laughs> the first year I lived in Los Angeles after I'd gone to college and lived in Chicago for my well, entire 20s. Right. Okay, so then I get here. Get that's here. when your first that's game you, you remember. What year, what year was that? <laughs> that was 1999, right? Nine, yeah, 1999. Yeah, so I was eight. So I think that's legitimate. Well, I remember watching Super Bowl twelve when the Cowboys <laughs> beat the Denver Broncos. A preview of uh, the matchup this Sunday. How this about that? Interesting. To, is that, that how we got here? Yeah, and you, brought, you, brought the and you didn't know I was purpose. about to ask you this. The first game you remember watching was those 85 Bears completing the feat and uh, winning that Super Bowl. I am bothered by, and it came up again on Twitter, uh, a, uh, a citizen of the Czech Republic. <laughs> was that a statement or a question? Well, I'm going to tell you happened? about my statement. D. Okay. Witness reminded me of something that has bothered me. Sometimes we get uh, some of our references about pro football get outdated. 
And I think the one about like, hey, they won't, it's not like they were playing the 85 Bears out there. We have to update that reference. Mm. What what should it be, Handsome? Should it be like um, – because it's not satisfying to be like, it's not like they're playing the odd three bucks. And you know, we're, that, talking, we're talking so specifically about a great defense rather than – Yeah, let's just update overall. that reference for the kids. See, as um, we learned, franchise has no idea what that even means. I think I think the bucks of 2003 is the one that would make the most sense – most recently, but I'm not sure that that's going to do anything for anyone. Yeah, I'm not going to say the turn of the century Ravens. Right. I was That was the one I was going to suggest, was the 2000 Ravens. Well, I was trying to be a bit more modern than you, Harmon, as usual. Well, franchise, oh, But not as much I, as franchise is I, about to be. Look what franchise is about to come up with. This is going to be great. I'm no, lost. We'll I see. don't know what's going on anymore. It can't be the <laughs> it, it can't be Harmon's first Super Bowl, the Cardinals and uh, Steelers. The Steelers had the best defense, right. but of course, Roethlisberger had to save uh, that defense yes, with, the, with the game-winning What do you think it should be, Dave? I know you want I mean, the best defense you. I've ever seen. Ah, best defense. That's a good question. The, the, the thing with the 85 Bears, as I've said, we don't really have time to indulge this kind of No, well, that, but then can we just settle it could actually be the 85 Bears? The be- I, I hate to say it. The best defense I've ever seen has to be that uh, that Ravens defense. It was I mean, pretty it, good. It was pretty good. Well, it was, de- it was decent. You were, you were they four. went through a stretch. They went through a month without scoring. <laughs> I was alive. Touchdown. I, I saw mean, they, it. I mean, they, 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 yeah, they were they were about as uh, smothering uh, in the 21st <laughs> century. I guess the Seahawks. That would be. One I think. The, yeah. What about the the Broncos of uh, 20 the 2015 Broncos? Yeah, I resent that team because uh, the Steelers should have won it a mile high. Well, so the pro- I feel like the problem Agreed. is re- we're really trying to do a good thing here by updating these references, but your personal agendas keep getting in the way. You just heard me say the Ravens, much as it pains me to say. The That's 2000 Ravens. So let's just go with that. I have a generous spirit. All right, next up, uh, the fantasy hipsters. Let me ask you this, and handsome, feel free to weigh in. In my auction league, the big, uh, my big one, the kickout league. Yeah. Um, Ooh. So I, I, I consulted you guys before we drafted. And I said, so it's a $200 auction overall. And you go around the table and uh, all the owners nominate a name. First name up for bid was David Johnson. Now, I said to you guys the day of the draft, what about if I try to corner the market, 10-team league, and just get David Johnson and Levy and Bell, no matter how much they cost, and then I'll let the chips fall where they may after that. First name up, David Johnson. Got bidding up, up, up. Went to $70. Everybody else uh, decided that's too rich for their blood. Damashek owns David Johnson at $70. The third name of all the names in pro football to come up, Levy and Bell comes up. I go up to 70, but then the diabolical cousin Sal goes 71, and I say, I better not do this. I better back off so I don't get Levy and Bell. Now I have David Johnson, $70. I ended up having a good team. Otherwise, I get Leonard Fournette. Where do I go now? Who's the waiver wire pickup of the week for me? And I do have Kerwin Williams. Is it PPR, did you say? It's not PPR because I would say Tariq Cohen. He's, He's the hottest name this week. But I don't know how much value he's going to have in a standard league because I think Jordan Howard's still going to get the touchdowns there. But, uh, you know. Buck Allen. Maybe a guy, yeah, Buck yeah. Allen's a good one. Maybe a guy like Chris Carson in Seattle. What it, well, that's, that is, but is I don't the know. name that is interesting like, to me. Rolls what is going to come back and take that job. Yeah, it's just a that, bundle. I, that would the be the a, offensive line isn't good there. I think it's you're tough. right. I think you're right with the Rawls thing. But let's. Not I have for, to say it because he's on my team. So I'm. But it's more, I, more I, if I say it, it'll happen. I took a lot of Rawls, too. I think, actually, in fact, in our Fantasy Live League, I think I took Rawls and now. I've added Chris Carson, so I'm like well, one of yeah, the. Yeah, I have right. those. I have two of them and Lacey. I see at I, this well, point. So I've, yeah, right. Lacey, it's, it's done for Lacey. But I think that see a big if guy. there's one thing that we can be encouraged about, if you like Chris Carson, 
versus Thomas Rawls is Thomas Rawls got the job in the exact same scenario that Chris Carson is in right now. He's the unheralded player who eventually right. just came in. That's what the Pete Carroll Seahawks are all about is competition and whoever's the best guy wins. And, and he looked really good to me in week one. So I think that Gar- Carson is the guy, if he's still out there, that I would rather pick up than uh, than a player like Buck Allen because – I just don't know what you're, what you're getting with Allen. Mediocre talent on an offense that's probably going to be middling at best, and you'd think he's going to be the ideal pass-catching back there, but Denny Woodhead is supposed to at least miss a month, but it's not going to be much longer than that. So I don't know what you're really getting there. Yeah, I mean, none of them are great options at this point. But And, and the other consideration is, don't you go get Deshaun Watson if you're me? No. No. What? What is he coming? Why? Look, Running coming around, he's going to score some rushing touchdowns for he's you. He's going to have a rookie. He's going to – did Five th- games in, he'll get found out. Did you see the Texans injury report today? <laughs> it's devastating. It's a they scroll, have actually. Nobody left. Hmm. And that offensive line in week one was a nightmare. I tweeted Bad this news. out this morning that the Jacksonville Jaguars posted a pressure rate uh, of 64% per next gen stats, and the next highest team's like 48%. I mean, they just walloped that Texas offensive line. And Watson gave him a spark when he came right in there, but then right after that it was it was over. So fascinatingly poor offensive line play <laughs> across the NFL. Really. I mean yeah. some teams, I mean the Giants story for the season seems to be yeah. that uh, that they could be in some real jeopardy in any playoff hopes they have uh ride on whether or not they can turn that O line around. It's not like the Dallas Cowboys or the eighty five Bears. Am I right everybody? <laughs> Oh, wait, 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 where are we going with that? There's not like they're the uh, three Buccaneers, you know. One, one more note on your team here, Dave. I, I'm trying. I'm with, trying to come up with I want to make this work. With the David Johnson thing, and yeah. now he's likely out till thanks he, December. Bruce, Bruce Arian said, we hope to have him back Thanksgiving or Christmas. I'm like, that's a they don't, month. That's, that's a gap. <laughs> that's a, a gap. That's a Christmas, gap. Yeah, that's fantasy's a, over by Christmas. Yeah. Hey, that's a window. But, yeah, if he comes back by Christmas, I mean, that you're screwed. But yeah. this was a, this was one of the points we were talking about, zero running back last year. This is, happens with the running back position. In the last two games, David Johnson has played. Big injury in Week 17 last year. Been, big injury in Week 1. I mean, this was why – I was talking about this last year, and while things broke right for the running back position last year health-wise, we are seeing the pendulum swing back around. <laughs> All right. I don't know One year I, later, and I know this is – It doesn't this respect is, you. I know this is Handsome Hank's favorite topic of discussion. I didn't I didn't get a whole it lot is of my satisfaction uh, from from your uh, replacements for David Johnson, though. I mean, well, I don't well, know. There's no, really you could look at a guy like Mike it's one week or something, yeah. or Just even maybe Jamal Charles Sorry. had 10 carries for 40 yards. I have Jamal Charles. Uh, well – you know, who it's do I start? Him or Samaj P. Ryan? Well, P. Ryan played how as many snaps with the starting offense as you did last week. So, <laughs> how many running backs have you? Do you have to start two? And I have Leonard. And you have Fournette. one of these people is your choice. Yes, that's what I have. Because he spent James Conner so much money on David I, I, Johnson. Yeah. So. Now he's in a bad spot. Thank but, you for indulging my fantasy team conversation, which nobody likes to hear. It might that's, help some other people. You're right. Well, that's yeah. why I did it. That's why I did it. I yeah. it it's, all, it's all for the people. That's exactly right. All right. Time to get to the main event now. Every Thursday in season on the Dave Damashek football program. It is time to pick the big games. Red Challenge flag style. Let's get to it. Red Challenge flag picks. Whoa. Guys, that was the best ever. That was pretty good. That was the best really we've good. ever done, and I, I think it was franchise. Yeah. It helped us. I didn't know that that was a thing. Can we? He's trying so hard over here to boost you up, and you're whiffing every single attempt. Well, what am I going to do? Oh. 
Well, I got two. Ra- I got well, now, I got red flags. Well, now you have to now you have to do it a cappella. Do Go it ahead. yourself. Red challenge flag picks. Okay, it wasn't you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you all just right. don't know what you all sounded like together. Delightful, delightful <laughs> collection of football games await our eyeballs. Let's get into it. Emma VP, as you do every week this season, you're doing a TV guide style. You know when you go on the DVR or you go on uh, on, on the satellite and you want to see what the episode is going to be about, and it has the little blurb about it. Emma Info. VP. Yes, Emma VP now does that for the games. Start us off with the Vikings at the Steelers, Super Bowl IX rematch. All right. On this episode called NFC Northern Exposure, not unlike the T-Birds or the Heathers, the killer bees are not a click to be crossed. As they make their way back to their home turf, prepared to reassert their dominance against a surprisingly intimidating Vikings gang. Sam Bradford accidentally throws a pick that Ryan Chazier is quick to forgive him. Bell turns the corner on his week one jitters. T-Birds or the Heathers? Two hip and now references that the hipsters <laughs> are, are probably not going to get there, Emma VP. I think they do. Unless they come back around. All right, let's let's, cool let's play that game. Matt Harmon, do you know what the T-Birds are? No. A franchise? Nope. You don't know what movie that references? Do you know oh, what if it's Greece? a movie, I mean, I'm Do you know worried. what movie the Heathers references? No. That's it, pretty straightforward. It's pretty straightforward, that one. Isn't Heather's, Heather's is some sh- kind of clue? Heather is a name. movie with Winona Ryder. Yikes. I'm not a big movie. did this come out? I'm not a big movie. Have you guys seen the movie Grease? Yes. I've seen bits and pieces. A gazillion times I've seen Grease. But you didn't recognize the T Birds. It's been a while. Okay. A gazillion times. A gazillion times. When I was a young lad. All right, there we go. We have a fine description now to if that if that informs your game pick, so be it. I'm going to start with you, Matt Harmon. Vikings, Steelers, choose. I went Steelers. Wow. All right. Anyone want to throw the red challenge flag there? No one's taking the Vikings. Oh, that doesn't feel right. No one's going to take the Vikings. You know I'm not going to. The Vikings played the Saints. Let's hold off on, like, Sam Bradford is is our MVP and and – I'm sorry, Stefan Diggs is is Careful. is going to be an all pro this year. They played against the Saints. But to be fair, rebuilding their those defense. those throws and those catches were just good plays. Well I there mean, was one where Stefan Diggs, I think, walked into the end zone. Was there was no one within wide. seventeen yards. And, and then the second one he had a defender draped all over and makes yes. a great contested catch. And some of those throws that uh I am arguing against my own pick here, but some of those throws that Bradford made didn't matter who the defender was and who did he, he was, throw to in the first half where he threw it about twenty five yards uh downfield right on the hash it seems Jarius Wright? Yes, that's yes. who it was where most QBs in that situation would have put a little air under it to let him run under it, and instead he just threw a laser right over the DB shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a, a there remarkable were, throw. There was yeah. some good throws in there, but it, I, I'm still not quite – if they do it now against the Steelers, that's a different matter, but they do Very it against true. the Saints. Keep it – well, the, the, the other thing is the defense is for real in Minnesota. Yes. And – you know, Bradford Didn't may or may not do this week in and week out, but I do think that, uh, and it's not, I'm not saying that because of the 60 minutes we saw Monday Night Football. Dalvin Cook is good. I said yes. before the season, Dalvin Cook over Christian McCaffrey in my book. Yeah, I think that's a big thing for this Vikings Maybe. offense this year. They actually have a run game, and I think it's going to help Bradford on, on, you know, setting up play action, stuff like that, throwing the deeper balls because the defenses can't ignore Dalvin Cook now. Well, by the way, I did take uh, Matt Harmon's advice and uh, did get Stephon Diggs, so I'm good Loved shape it. there. Now, wide receiver one. 
Are we going to mention the other team that is uh, hosting this game at all? They didn't look so good. They barely survived the Cleveland Browns. They didn't score on that blocked punt, man. Mm. That would have been if a Antonio game. Brown doesn't catch what is essentially a hail mary throw yes. by Ben in triple coverage. In triple coverage, eleven. The Browns get the ball, and who knows? Touches. But wasn't opening week typical of how both of these teams have opened recently? In other words, the Vikings have come out the gate pretty hot the last couple of years, and everyone gets excited True. about them, and then they revert to the mean. And the Steelers come out a little slowly, and the offense, now which the on Steelers, paper looks now good. the Steelers tend to look good. No, but the offense doesn't normally live up to its billing. In you know through the first month and then gets gets warmer as we get through the season. I, I feel like that's that's exactly what we got again this time. Couple even more, even more so the timing, then even right. more so than the timing of it was the nature of the game. It's on the road against an inferior it's, team. Yeah, Those are the type yeah. of games that the Steelers always. Yeah. If they don't lose them, they at least play it slow. Right. And the interesting matchup here is to me. Uh, number 29, Xavier Rhodes, the best cover corner in the NFL last season against 84, the best wide receiver in pro football. I don't know. As a matter of fact, if it were up to me, and I bet Mike Zimmer follows uh, Dave Damashek's wisdom here, I would put the big guy, the big physical Xavier Rhodes on uh, uh, Martavis Bryan, who was basically a no-show in week one, and take your chances with Terrence Newman and some help. On uh, an '84 franchise. Well, I think I think uh, there's an issue between Big Ben and Martavis. They need to get their timing back. Martavis started training camp late. Remember that story where the the GM took his pads away. He thought he was going to practice. I think Big Ben only played in one preseason game. They need to get that timing back. I think it might take a few games for that to happen. Um, and Lev Bell too was not a factor in this game. And I think his miss missed time in training camp he had some some rust to knock off so I think once all these guys they, they have a week to practice together once they all kind of get on the same page with their timing the Steelers is going to look a little different than they did in week one mm-hmm. on offense he's not just Dave, there's nothing else to say franchise said it. I want to say one Thank more you. thing though I he, he that was excellent stuff it was but excellent I do want to hear from the other half of the uh, fantasy hipsters here the man who also uh yields uh, every year the reception perception that is uh that grows with each passing football season I felt like it was a little weird the way the Browns were able to take away the uh, the they it would it seemed immediately like they had determined before the game one thing the Steelers are not going to do is throw the ball over our head mm-hmm. and yet they couldn't get it underneath to Martavis Bryan at least with any consistent or at all in that game is that uh, was that troubling to to your eyes to see that Bryant and Brown weren't exactly able to. They couldn't get over, and they and, and they couldn't consistently get under either. I think that's a fair point. Uh, like we mentioned, I think that this time the timing of the offense isn't quite there yet. I mean, these guys haven't played a lot of snaps together at this point. Bryant obviously didn't play all of last year. Bell is still working his way back after his training camp holdout. Um, I, I think I do think the Steelers will will get back on track in this game. I, I'm not too concerned about it. To me, Bryant, what made him really not just a great vertical threat, but a great all-around receiver in 2015 was his ability to sell the vertical route and then snap back on those curls. And I think we can start to see that more this week. Emma VP, tell us all about the Philadelphia Eagles at the Kansas City Chiefs, heroes to football America. All right, this episode is titled Read Between the Lines. Returning (laughs) home from battle, victorious, hotshot Andy Reid challenges himself to live up to the newfound glory by outsmarting his next Eastern opponent with whom he has a bitter history. Kareem Hunt carries the other team on his back for a first down. 
and Carson Wentz takes advantage of tight windows of opportunity as he and Alshon poke holes in the Chiefs' secondary. Very nice MVP, handsome Hank. Eagles 1-0 after defeating Division Foe, uh, the Redskins. The Kansas City Chiefs also at 1-0 after vanquishing the defending champions. Choose. Dave, the only red I would challenge on this is that the Chiefs are going to win the game. I don't know what that even means. I don't either. I was so trying to make you just sense. pick there. I picked the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> Franchise Harmon? Nothing? Come Nobody? on, I dare you. Sweep, huh? Hey, oh, what an idiot. Holy. I'm from Pennsylvania, everybody. Pennsylvania. I, I picked, I picked uh, Carson Wentz's gang to take the NFC East. I didn't really? see anything in week right. one. All right, I saw Zeke Elliott uh, mowing down yeah. the uh, – yeah. The uh, defense there playing against him in the in the form of those blue shirts, but I I like the Eagles. I love the I love what they're going to be able to do all season long, rushing the passer. Um, and I, I I'm buying I'm buying that the, the Eagles are for real this year on both sides. The only thing I don't love is I don't love Legarrette B- uh, uh, Blunt as yeah. the feature back. Uh, that, that's that underwhelms me. Otherwise, I think this team is for real all over the place. Hmm. I mean, I don't know if you can call a Garrett Blunt a feature back. He played, he played something like back, thirty, yeah. less than forty percent of the snaps. Darren Sproles is on the field more than Blunt was, but he wasn't much of a factor. I think the main thing here for me is Bradley Roby. They lost him to a severe ankle injury. The Eagles, after making a big trade for him in the off season, and Bradley Roby. or Ronald Darby. Yeah, Ronald Darby. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ronald. That, Darby. I knew, I knew who you meant, though. Franchise, don't worry. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and you By know, the way, but did you notice song? how Harmon just look, look. let him twist, though? We in didn't, that, didn't in step that trade, in, in that, that trade, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but in that trade, that three-headed Watkins, yeah. Darby, Jordan Matthews trade, haven't two out of the three of them got injured? If oh, I was, correct. if I was Sammy Watkins, and, and it's the one who's not normally right. injured, I've been right. looking <laughs> over my shoulder this week because because the injury guy's coming for you. There's no injury guy. And shut up. Look, we saw Alex Smith throwing the deep ball to Tyree Kill last week. Travis Kelsey was not a factor in week one. If they can get him going, I think the Chiefs are going to be unstoppable. Well, but do you uh, you talk about the deep ball? I mean, is that something that we should anticipate going forward here? I mean, they do. It, it That's why I assume they got Patrick Mahomes is because the offense is in transition officially. And I, I in fact, obviously, among many other people, floated the idea that if things get sideways for the Chiefs in 2017, they won't hesitate to go to Mahomes at some point. But then Alex Smith does what he did in San Francisco it, when time seemed like uh, the clock was running short. It, um, you know, he, emer- he emerges. He rises under the, to, to oh. that pressure. If you want to take a little stroll down Narrative Street here, I think that there is something to the story that, you know, they bring in this aggressive, downfield, big-armed, talented passer in Patrick Mahomes, and maybe that got Alex Smith to kind of think, like, I got to come out of my, my shell a little bit here because he can uncork the deep ball. I mean, he, he can do it. It's just been a willingness factor since he's been in Kansas City, so maybe there is something to it. And that. a weapons factor. Well, that's very true. Take that away from yeah. the fact that why wasn't he throwing downfield? Well, he didn't really have the he didn't have Tyreek Hill on the on, yeah. on the team. He didn't really have those types of weapons. And don't overlook Chris Conley too. He is a you know not going to be a big factor in terms of production, but he's a talented vertical threat. So they really do have two guys on the outside with Tyreek Hill and Chris Conley that can stretch the field a little bit more. Derek Johnson was showing up. I know that's not uh, in the top three reasons for the that the Chiefs won the game in Foxborough, but that's a nice little sign too from Derek Johnson who's 
who gets hurt a lot, but is a, a, a an important defensive piece there. If he's ready to go, that defense can be. I mean, with or without Derek Johnson, has uh, some scary pieces. Justin Houston, I dare say, the most unknown superstar in all the NFL. Fair. He's had some injury issues recently, which I think has kind of put him back under the radar, but he was awesome. Is it his number? I think it's the number 50. Doesn't look right on a guy who's sacking people. A dynamic pass. Somehow people are like, like that doesn't seem right. like a middle linebacker number. Feels like a special teamer. They also lost Eric Berry for the season, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a blow to that team. That's a blow. And he's been like a lights out tight end cover guy, and they have a pretty good tight end, the Eagles do in in Zach Ertz. Yeah. I want to watch Alshon Jeffrey in this game because he was pretty quiet in week one, and a lot of it, you know, I think people would assume that it was because he was playing against Josh Norman in Washington, but Norman hardly covered him at all. I think it was under 10 pass plays that he saw against Norman in week one. So I want to see if that connection gets a little bit farther along. Franchise, do you want to throw a parade for yourself because uh, you said Kareem Hunt would be good? I've thrown so many parades for myself in the last week. I feel like I'm overdoing it a little bit. I think that was amazing to see. I appreciate you having a little bit of dignity here. Everybody who's patting themselves on the back about Kareem Hunt for how good he was, you had no idea who Kareem Hunt was two weeks ago. Don't yeah. the, uh, the people who I knew it. You never saw Kareem I'm, Hunt play. I don't know I, if that's fair. There are some people that were definitely calling. I, I, I wasn't one of them. I'm not trying to put myself in that in that box. But, but this is a phenomenon look, that happens, look, and it must come to an end. This thing about I knew that this guy. Well, you never watched him play in college. How how, how sure were you about these? Did. I mean, be honest here. Did Harmon congratulate you on being right on that? I don't think so. But it I would just said this morning that I watched your stupid video of Maurice Jones-Drew apologizing. Okay. Stupid oh, video. Oh, look at that. You really, you really said playing it, that and up. You, watching the Boy, video. Boy, what a friend he is. And I said that I yeah. coworker. What'd you say about? <laughs> what you? <laughs> I said it was it was a good call. No, right. I, the only I, I was on your side when you picked Kareem Hunt. In the I, third and round I was there. confident in that pick, and you could tell that I was confident. And everyone gave me crap for it. And Maurice apologized, and then Michael Fabiano called it the worst pick of the first three rounds. Haven't heard anything from him. Right, it was, it was very forty-five people. But you're points. not in a partnership with Michael Fabiano, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're actually, you guys this are the is a guy. This hipsters. is a guy. You know, when you're down, he should lift you up and carry you. When he's down. You should lift him up and carry him. I don't understand why he can't celebrate your success. He's got I my am back. He's got my back. He doesn't. Don't have let your these back. idiots divide us. Yeah, he's got your back. He's got your he's, back. He's, he's got, got a, a knife. knife in it. <laughs> oh, that's what that is. Good job there, Hans. Thanks. <laughs> I beat. I beat you to it. You set me up, and then I was like, right, I've got Dave's back on this one. That's I. You know what? I'm so dumb. That's why I picked the Eagles because there's no Eric Berry back there. Why? Listen. All season long, Carson Wentz, this is for real. Remember how good he looked at the start of the year? Then defenses responded to take some stuff away from the rookie. Year two, he is, uh, he's, his rise will continue. And he's got better weapons. That's right. Next up, let's hear about an Emma VP, the Dallas Cowboys, the Denver Broncos. All right, this episode, Vancing with the Stars. Vance starts to get the hang of his new job, but just as he's settling in, things take a turn for the worse when Des Bryant willfully invades his strict no-fly zone. Dak has a bad dream about Von Miller that unfortunately becomes a reality, as well as a loss of 10 yards. Beasley vows to make a reception using only his left foot, eager to outdo his nifty behind-the-back grab from last week's episode. Very nice, Emma VP. Mm, these are the week wonder- one. These are wonderful. The Thank week you. one descriptions were were strong. I dare say that these uh, blow those out of the water. Thank you, appreciate it. All right, Matt franchise. Better. Who's going to blow whom out of the water in uh, in Denver? 
Cowboys Broncos. I've uh, Super Bowl twelve rematch. Choose. I've gone ahead and picked Dallas to win this game over Denver. All right. Anybody gonna throw, throw them at me? Challenge Come flag? at me. Come at me. Nope. That's one. Oh, what a gentle little toss. Are you afraid you're gonna hurt franchise? Yeah, I don't want to hurt his feelings. Poor Very beat franchise can't take a take a manly throw. That's Is that what you're what implying? I'm implying? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Do you have a manly throw? I don't know. <laughs> Harmon, as the rules as the rules state, so, you must now explain why you threw the challenge. I'm in on the Broncos, man. I've, it's in Denver. I think their defense looked really good last week. They were really great stopping the run. That's going to be a fun matchup to watch with them and Ezekiel Elliott. Um, and I like Trevor Simeon. I think Trevor Simeon's a, a good quarterback. He threw 32% of his throws into tight windows last week, so he wasn't just out there making some little layup throws that you think from a game manager. I, I'm in on Simeon. I think he's a good starting quarterback. He's got two great receivers. Their running game looked pretty good too. I think the Broncos are a much better team than I expected, and I think they can they can win this game. They can hold Dallas's offense to uh, under 20 points, and, and I think they can put up over 20. The thing that struck me watching the Monday night game against the Chargers that the Chargers just about rallied to force OT or, or uh, stole in the last uh, minute there um, is uh, in the first half, I was surprised that uh, Simeon and company could move the ball on that Chargers defense. I thought that they that – the, that was going to be one of the stories of the AFC this year is how dominant that Chargers defense was. And Trevor Simeon was doing it. I think you might be right. I think we collectively are going to have to apologize to Trevor Simeon. We are. I'm a pedigree snob. I, I, I It doesn't make sense. to. I know if you didn't hear Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick, but for the most part, these guys, those stories just don't happen very much. So I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, and I don't know if it's ever going to. Maybe I'm getting a little premature now siding with Simeon, though, right? Handsome. I, well, yeah, but I, I think that anyone who watched that first game will take a look at the Broncos' offensive line and say, yeah, Simeon played well, but he's also we can we can get pressure on him relatively easily. Both the the, the right tackle Manalik Watson had a disaster, and the That's rookie true. Garrett Bowles was fine, but I think they they were talking him up on the broadcast better than than he actually played. Yeah, but that's I, the point. Bosa and Ingram are they they were getting a pass rush. It's not like Simeon was kept clean all game. They were they were heating him up, and he was still making still making throws. And Dallas's defense that's going to be another matchup to watch too because they were awesome at getting pressure on right. Eli Manning last week, who has probably a worse offensive line than just even, about than even Trevor Simeon but does. you know that Rob Marinelli is going to be able to cook up something Abs- that will get, absolutely that will get the their pass rushes who aren't great on paper but it will get them to the quarterback yeah I mean that that's going to be a key to this game is is can Dallas replicate that pass rush impact that they had in week one and I think if they can then they might have a chance to go into Denver and win this game but I don't know I'm just really confident right now and after watching the Broncos in week one I'm, I'm really confident in Trevor Simeon I'm going to take the Cowboys. I think the Broncos' defense reverts to 2016 form and doesn't stuff the run, and I think Zeke has a a big day there. Again, you know, we love to hear, you know, we love to talk to Maurice and uh, Ike Taylor in here all the time, and they'll remind you over and over again, players win games, don't hang too much on a coach. Rod Marinelli kind of kind of blows that up a little bit, mm-hmm. huh? It's crazy. Why? I mean, how is this kin- year after year after year now? This is not uh, an eight-game sample we're looking at with Marinelli coaching the Cowboys, who continue to not seem to have a ton of uh, good players there, and the defense continues to dominate. Yeah, he's Wade Phillips. Those guys, some of those guys are trump cards, I think, in my opinion. Green Bay Packers, Atlanta Falcons, MVP. Tell us all about it. All right. On this episode of Cool as Ice, 
Aaron and the Packers work up the courage to return to Atlanta, the scene of the crime that was last year's NFC Championship game, in an attempt to settle an old score and win back their dignity. After years of playing the field, Matty Ice decides to go steady with Devontae Freeman in short yardage situations. Julio Jones goes toe-to-toe -to -toe tap with Devon House. Matt Harmon. It's the Packers. It's the Falcons. Choose. Before I make my pick, can I ask one question about the these previews here? Yes. Are, you know, I see they're all TV PG down there. Are there ever going to be any like that are TV PG thirteen? Like if it's a if it's a if it's supposed to be like a big blowout or something, right. a bloodbath like, in Oakland. You know, Browns go yeah. to the Patriots. I think that could. Be it would be R rated in, like in language if uh, if we were previewing the uh, the Cardinals and Colts. Right, very, very true. You're right. One, one would think, but uh, I am going with the Packers here. You're going with the Packers on the road. Handsome. I'm gonna stick with the Packers too. I got Packers. I'm gonna throw it. Oh. I missed it. I missed it. What, what so happened? Little faith. Why? Because they struggled with the Bears. The defense is better than it was last year in getting to the Super Bowl, and, and they're playing the Packers. They're playing the Packers. Yeah. All right. We remember what happened when they played each Isn't other. Isn't it crazy that the Packers, game, right? the Packers are going going against the Seahawks and then Falcons the first couple of weeks of the season? I mean, these are these are playoff games. Tough slate. Intriguing, and I bet you I, this is kind of this doesn't fit that description. I think the that the team that needs it more in the NFL, which it tends to win the, those games, you don't want to be in an O two hole, which is why. Patriots Saints is a for instance is a is a fascinating game all of a sudden mm -hmm. um, same for Texans and Bengals or anybody else who fits that description I think the Packers probably feel like to Handsome's point Seahawks and then Atlanta if you would have said one and one will you take that right now coach McCarthy I bet you he would have signed off on that in August ergo I'm going to take the Falcons Opening their new joint, by the way, the place is mm. going to be alive. This That's is a their great first, point. This is, is a, yeah. this is the first home game they've played since last year's Super Bowl run. Yeah. Well, one, that matters. It does. I know it's weird, but it does impact performance. It, it definitely does. One thing I'm watching in this game uh, is Ty Montgomery, who played more snaps than any other running back in week one. I mean, he's the feature back in this offense. And Atlanta, historically, the last two seasons have really struggled to cover those kind of satellite pass catching running backs, which obviously is a former wide receiver. He is. And sure enough, they let up 12 targets to Tariq Cohen in week one. So that could be another area where teams are looking to pick on them again. Again, and I think maybe we see some creative things for Ty Montgomery here in this game. Let's squeeze in a bonus. I brought up the uh, the Saints hosting the New England Patriots. Both teams now looking at 0-2. And, and I know it's a gimme to say Tom Brady and company are going to roll. They're not going to – there's no way that they lose this game, except for the fact that Drew Brees – is almost unstoppable in the Superdome, no matter who the competition is. Never mind that he's playing a defense. He's just got a 42 hung on him by Alex Smith at home. I mean, the, the idea that the Patriots are just going to walk out there and, and dominate, yeah, I know the Saints aren't a great defense. You know who else didn't look like they had a great defense? The Patriots in week one franchise. Talk about it. So I think the Patriots' defense, uh, their weakness is their defensive line. And we know that the uh, the Saints have dynamic run game back there that we didn't really see take off against the Vikings. So maybe they try to attack them that way, the way the Chiefs did with Kareem Hunt in the run game. I think the big storyline here to watch is uh, Brandon Cook's revenge game. Ooh, do the Patriots revenge. do the Patriots try to force him the ball with their lack of you know injuries in the wide receiving core? Take advantage of that Saints secondary. 
Who gets the advantage of that, though? I would love for if somebody had had tracked these things throughout history because it would be a fa- mm. fascinating thing is who has the advantage, the player against his former team or does the former team, team. know what his right. limitations are and so they, so they limit him to those things that he doesn't do well? Week one showed some not-so-good examples for the player side and Adrian Peterson returning to Minnesota and Eddie Lacy Eddie taking Lacey on the Packers. Like, <laughs> <through. laughs> <And> Packers <laughs> were laughing. They were. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, we remember why we yeah. let you out the door. Uh, but yeah, the, Sa- the Saints obviously got ripped up by both Stefan Diggs and uh, Adam Thielen, as we mentioned yeah. uh, earlier. And I think Chris Hogan's a player to watch in that game, too. He looks like he's probably going to be the primary slot receiver. He played more snaps out of the slot than anybody else after Danny Amendola went down. So, Another place that maybe Brandon Cooks doesn't get his revenge, but certainly gets. You him. taking the Patriots though? I don't think it's such I a don't game. Think it's a gimme. No, I don't, I don't think it is. But the, I mean, it, but it, I would take the Patriots. I mean, if there's any, if there's ever a defense you want to get back on track against, it's the Saints. Can, I, can, the, the bottom line is, I think I'm I'm with you, but I, I think that, that the Patriots will win. But the bottom line is yeah. shootout. This one, I yeah. mean, this yeah. one has to be a shootout. When anytime you declare something's going to be a shootout, it won't <laughs> be. But I don't know 12. how it wouldn't be in this. The, game, the right? Saints normally they're. They're pretty good to acquiesce those uh, shootouts there in their own building. So, hard to see it not being that way. All right, let's round it out with this one. Okay. It's the Lions and the Giants. Tell us about it. All right, the finale of week two is called McAdoo About Nothing. Matthew and his wingman Golden make the trek to East Rutherford where they attempt to deceive the Giants' mighty defense but are quickly given away by the name Lions printed on their sleeves. Odell must single-handedly save the day when his fellow pass catchers go missing once again. (laughs) McAdoo tries out a funky new hairstyle, hoping to finally fit in on the sidelines. Sad. <laughs> it's interesting that the Lions, not to go uh, pseudo-political, but, you know, the Rust Belt. So you have the Browns who have low self-esteem and feel they need to be labeled so that everybody knows who they are. We're the Browns. I see it says so on our pants. Now Rust Belt brothers from Detroit – the Lions also now are labeled on their shirt sleeves. Mm. What's going on with the self-esteem in the Rust Belt? Yeah, tomorrow like, they'll yeah, be we up. were ignored. That's why we had to vote the way we voted in 2016 because we feel ignored. Like Lions, see, we're the li- we're the bright, right? Tomorrow he'll be wearing Franciscovich on his on his shirt. That's right. Nailed it. <laughs> right here. Right I thought here. you were going to support. I thought me you were going to stick up. Show. Now you're on my side. Now please. you've stabbed me in the back. <laughs> well, well, I'm trying, but you slight, wouldn't. didn't help me. Slight jaws. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm franchise. I'm one of the fantasy hipsters. Yeah, that's what your back of your shirt should say. The other fantasy hipster. <laughs> the smaller one per per the top of the show. Very rude. All I'm right. never coming on the show again. Handsome Hank. <laughs> Handsome. Lions. Giants. Choose. Dave, not two weeks ago, I chose the New York Giants to win the NFC East, mm-hmm. which is why I'm choosing the Lions to win this game. Uh, already. Already. Uh, I turned on them. Where's your Where's your gut, fella? Where, where the, the no, I, I'm a, I when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong, Dave. Sixty minutes that. and that's enough for you? Yep, it was a rough sixty minutes. Did you see minutes. their offensive line? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you did, well, that, listen, I took the Eagles, and I'm going to hold on that pick. Uh, all right, what are we saying here? Lions and Giants. Fran- he- Franchise has tuned out so much now. This has been such a disastrous show for him. He's now just on his phone. It, <laughs> no, well, here I can't I, even remember who the Lions played last week. Oh yeah, the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. Which was they beat know. them. Look, I think I think if <laughs> Stafford o- threw his if, four, if Odell Beckham can get back on the field, who knows what percentage he's going to be at? But I, th- I mean, you plug him into the Giants' offense. Well, then throw the flag, boy. 
Well, but you, right. Only if you believe in it. Don't do it just because Dave told you to. I think if Odell Beckham gets back on the field, we have a little bit of a game on our hands. Well, but the, is it a game that we're the, making the Giants game picks win? here? We're not uh, talking about maybes. Fine, I threw the flag. I'll go with the Giants. I'll change my pick on the fly. You don't have I, to. If you Odell don't want the Beckham, Lions, I'm, I'm doing, doing it. it. I'm I'll doing it. it. Keep it. Okay. I'm doing it. The Giants get on a roll. <laughs> the Lions' defense is is not intimidating, and uh, I think uh, OBJ picks them apart. Harmon, how say you? I just cannot get on board with the Giants' offense, and I, you, know, I remember coming on your show at the end of uh, last year, talk about Odell Beckham as like a possible MVP candidate, and you see the difference between him uh, being there and not. Last week was a pretty good example, and I think even if he's back there, though, it was just so bad in Week One that how many problems can he really cover up? I mean, Eli is he even good anymore? Can they even protect him? Brandon Marshall, is he even good anymore? I mean, he was a non-factor until – He didn't until, have catch to like 30 seconds left. Right, right in, in total and utter garbage He dropped time. a couple before that. Yeah. The, 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 the good news is the Giants do have a great defense, so we shouldn't, we shouldn't slight them on that. I mean, they can stuff the run, not that the Lions can really run the ball. They also have a ton of players in the secondary. Um, Kenny Galladay, an emerging star for the Lions potentially. Who knows? But uh, they, they do have the horses to shut down the pass. Well, yeah, Stafford looks sharp, and yeah, if nothing else – I know it's simplistic, but if Galladay gives them a different, uh, you know, can, can uh, strike some fear in some defenses and open things up a little bit. Ebron didn't do much, but with Marvin Jones and Tate, yeah, I mean, that offense has the make. Uh, Amir Abdullah, not exactly a world beater in week yeah. one either. But uh, but I'm going to take the Lions, and here's why. And this doesn't really have to do with any X's and O's. Well, it does because I don't know if the Lions are very good. But for all the reasons you uh, – the Giants are very good – but for all the reasons you just cited, people in New York were excited about Brandon Marshall. Now I don't know if they should be, Eli Manning and so on. You know, one of the big events in the offseason was the draft this year in Philadelphia. And Philadelphia fans are a lot like New York City sports fans, which is to say they're a tough crowd. And sometimes that's not a virtue for the home team. Imagine if the Lions get up and they're running into the locker room at halftime and the Lions have a lead. Imagine the Boo Birds. Mm. And suddenly Ugh. it becomes a disadvantage to be the home team if you're the Giants going in there. It could get ugly. If they're if, if the Giants – now, if the Giants jump on them early and Odell breaks a big one in the second quarter and then all will be right in the world. But if things are looking dark – they're gonna the the crowd's gonna make sure that uh, the home team hears about it. I'm gonna take the Lions in this one. Dave, can I make a prediction? You may. Around week eight or nine, we'll be talking about whether Geno Smith should be starting for the Giants. I wow! I don't want to live in that world. <laughs> but it's possible. Cripes. But it's possible. Geno Smith over Eli. So you think Eli's done? In other words, I think the combination of that offensive line and Eli's current condition will mean that whether or not it's a realistic or sensible conversation to be had, let's bear in mind that we don't always have realistic or sensible conversations. There will be people in the, in the NFL world, sports media, that will be having that discussion. So you're not saying we're going to see Geno Smith start game. I'm not you're, saying we're going to. I think, that, I think that just the same way that the Tom Brady, you know, that three years ago, whenever that was. Oh, well, shoot, then you've, you've overshot it. I think, I think we're going to see that by, like, week four. Well, I, it's, it is here – Peyton had the neck injury, right. so that distinguishes him from anything that you would say, well, Eli's lost his fastball or whatever. That would probably – people would probably use that as the reason why Peyton dropped off. But it's not like Eli – well, Eli's 38 now or 37? Is he in year 37? He's, I think he's in year 37. And let's let's assume that Eli is not 
Tom Brady in terms of eating only um, <laughs> berries and nuts. Well, I'm the, the, and, the, and, the comparison and is to his brother, and his brother, when it went, it went, it was, right. it was over for him. But also, you, I am not sure that Eli's going to be like, okay, I'm going to fight Father Time or Mother Nature. I'm uh, all right. Um, it's over. All right. All right. See yeah. you. Okay. See, you. I'll be uh, hanging down in Oxford. Good tailgating down there. See you for uh, SEC ball. Uh, Eddie Spaghetti, uh, Giants representative. What happened to Emma? She she uh, left. She did her she's thing. She's important like, administrative task. Really? She just now she just over. comes in for that pit. I'm out of here. She had a big time meeting. Wow. Eddie Spaghetti, you're the Giants representative. Concern level one to ten. I I'm not gonna lie. There's concern. I mean, it was I wouldn't a, want you to lie. It, it was the perfect the perfect storm of just bad offensive line, no run game too. I'm not sure if you guys mentioned oh. that. Uh, Paul Perkins is not. He was the least effective runner in the NFL and Week One. Uh, Eli's age and, and immobility. Noah Odell Beckham. It was a bad bad Week One. I want you to. I want you and Handsome to team up and start the uh, uh, Geno. No, it won't. Bandwagon. The Geno Smith thing won't happen in New York. He was battered too badly by the Jets and Jets fans. There's no way they'll entertain that. If anything, it'd be Davis Webb from Cal who they drafted. That's Woo. a fair point. That's an, That's I, fine. I see. That's. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm not. It's not just solely restricted to Geno. I'm not just saying it about right. Be funny or just Eli Gino, Manning though. gets. Be hey, funny. another another thing about this game. Yeah. People aren't necessarily picking up on. Evan Engram, Eric Ebron, two tight ends with double E. I love that kind of stuff. Wow. I'm glad you Two teams that. that struggle to cover tight ends, too. Quadruple E's. Yep. At e. tight, at T-E. How Two T's. Five E's. Six E's, depending on how you look at it. Right. See? Yep. That's the extra level. Do you right. see, franchise? That's what, that's what every, <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah, most shows analysis. don't do. I'm trying to. That's Cynthia's not here today, so I really wanted to bring what she would bring to this. <laughs> the um, game with theory. Some, with some game theory. Advanced right. analytics. Right. You see? I see. That is advanced. Math. Yeah. Yeah. Is it math or science? I can never figure that out. <laughs> Both. Or what perhaps I literature. It's hard to say. It's not just it's not just about mathematics around here at NFL Media. Cars are also a topic uh, covered Cause. by Lamar Woodley and James Torres. Our own sideline reporter Savvy caught up with them just a little while ago. Let's get it over to sideline reporter Savvy standing by with the two hosts of Tackle My Ride. You're listening to Dave Thanks, Dave. We're here in the green room where I caught up with these two guys, our very own game day ride hosts and it looks like James you got your own hands on the screen room it's looking pretty good but the season premieres Friday what are you guys most looking forward to about this upcoming season just fun that we get to have you know together me and Wood uh, and then me and my sons as well when we're doing the cars uh, we just can't wait to see it come out nice what about you yeah just for everybody to really get a chance to see the reaction of the fans faces once the cars come out and just hear some of the great things that they're doing in the community I think it's, it's so awesome and and being a being a former player and actually having having time to spend with the with the fans uh, during the time that we're shooting is great, man. I have a different respect for fans now. Nice. And going right along with that, what is your favorite moment from the season? Just one. Um, you know, I have to say uh, it's going to be the 49ers one. Uh, there's a uh, a moment when we're unveiling the car to her that's that's really really cool where she doesn't even recognize it and uh, literally doesn't recognize it and and I think that was the funnest part for me nice I mean I know you said one but I have two so okay, it's, go a, for it. it's the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh still one you know both of those people are just so awesome so great and Pittsburgh of course they're going to be great but um, Buffalo we had a chance to go into like this country area and it was some flies attacking us the whole entire time we were shooting but it was it was great out there 
So that was it. It was worth the flies attacking. It the the moment was well worth it. You know, after after a while, it was time to go because they was attacking a little bit too much. I mean, getting close to your mouth, and I couldn't take all that. So we had to wrap that up pretty quick. Uh, fair enough. Huh? You had one go. Oh in yeah, that one did go. Yeah, one win. Swallowing flies yeah. on this season too. So we'll look out for that. Now you're the two or the relationship between you two. If you could compare it to something like a teammate, what would what would you compare it to? I really couldn't compare it to a teammate, but I'll say it's like uh, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan in Rush Hour. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I'd say more like The Rock and Kevin Hart. Oh, but you're The Rock. Yeah, the rock. You're The Rock, of course. Okay, yeah. And you're Kevin Hart. I can, yeah, I agree with that, too. Yeah. All right. Those are good. Those are good comparisons. We cannot wait for season two. Back to you, Dave. Good stuff, Savvy. Nice. Lamar Woodley, Beautiful. James Torres. There you have it. Make sure you tune in and uh, watch Tackle My Ride this season. And uh, I can't wait to watch pro football this week. Can I give you a shameless plug as well? I'd like. Well, it's not a plug for anything for me. But on this Friday uh, is the birthday of the greatest quarterback to ever live, Dan Marino. Also, to celebrate the birthday, we can all celebrate together because NFL Films have made a football life of Dan Marino that also airs on Friday night as if, like, let's get a cake, let's invite Dan over, and let's watch a football life on NFL Network. That's great. 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm excited about it. Where are we, where are we boozing for uh, his birthday? Uh, Dan, <laughs> I'm not sure. He hasn't he hasn't sent the invite out yet. It's I'll the keep least an, we can do. Yeah, 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 the least we can do is go out and have a few for right. 13, yeah. right? Right. He would he would join us if he could. He would appreciate that. Yeah, I wonder, you know, that story, it is a shame. It's one of the ones that uh, people in Pittsburgh refuse to acknowledge the reality of the situation. When they, but he was local kid from Pittsburgh, goes to Pitt, and could have been drafted by right. the Steelers. But people still I, – dude, I don't know why they didn't take uh, take Danny Marino when he was sitting there. In the crowd. It's like because there was Terry Bradshaw and they had two other guys who they thought were viable. Cliff Stout? Was it Cliff, Cliff Stout? Cliff Stout, good memory. And someone else. Mark Malone. Mark Malone. 19. Played wide receiver, a bit like Ryan Tannehill. Mark Malone caught the longest touchdown pass in Steelers history. I think it's now been tied or even beaten, but at the time, Mark Malone, number 16, rookie wide receiver in the kingdom against the Seahawks. I remember him running down the sideline, a game that they ultimately lost when rookie David Trout out of pit missed a chip shot field goal. Also have one of the best mustaches in NFL history, I would say, Mark Malone. Oh, hard to argue with hard that. Hard to argue with that one. Also, I remember my went old man. full curtain. You know, like went the curtain look? Yeah. Yeah. My old man, he uh, he was uh, the doctor, not the orthopedist, but he would give the uh, Pitt Panthers their physicals every year and, you know, and so was in touch with the players. And I've told some of the stories of going up to, to uh, summer camp with my old man to see the Pitt Panthers practice in August before the season would kick off and all of that. I remember before the draft, my old man rolling calls from NFL teams. The phone would be ringing and it would be uh, – it would be – you know, GM or some personnel guy from various NFL teams. Like, tell us what you know about this Marino guy. Tell what's the story? What's the backstory there? Hmm. And he never told the full story. I don't know even know what that means. I forgot it all the way out. Full story. That's pretty interesting, though, right? Pretty interesting, Dave. <laughs> pretty interesting. No one from the Steelers called. Really? Yeah. No one. Nobody. Uh, they already had the full picture. Well, they were there. I guess they yeah. probably knew what they needed to know yeah. about Marino. They took Gabe Rivera. Hmm. Um. All right. Pick. That's. Eddie Spaghetti, what did you think of the show? Very funny show. Good it's nice, funny. Comedy. It's we nice weren't here. To to, we weren't here to to make anyone laugh. We're no, here to not. add insight and depth. Uh, and I, insult I me. 
make me feel insecure. That's what, what was funny. Doing. What was funny? Yeah, what Eddie, made you laugh? Eddie? Just the just <laughs> good <laughs> banter between everyone. What are you and, laughing at? Almost, in, almost everyone. Almost every, yeah, three fourths. <laughs> <laughs> Who did the best out of the four people in this room? Of course, you, Dave. I was the best. Oh, that's <laughs> nice of you to say. Sweet. Who was the worst? Let's not. We don't need to get it. Yeah, let's not. Uh, yeah, we don't have to go down that path. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me like <laughs> I'm seething. <laughs> Franchise looks at me like, well, of course, uh, I guess I would have been the one who would have gotten that vote. But I, I see not the see, worst. You know I what? I see what you were trying to do. I, I was not trying to do anything. You give us. You, you rank us, Dave. You rank. You, you rank everyone on the show. I was just going to say up. what I was Let's just going to say is, well, no, it's not. The question isn't what I think. I ask Spaghetti, and I know Spaghetti a little bit, and I don't think he would have said franchise. Is that true? No one did. That I will, uh, this group is I, great. This is like I think this is like might be the first time this was a the, fir- the foursome. If it's not though, but I think it's it's a good good a lot of good chemistry here. Oh, I thought you were fans. gonna say this is your favorite group ever, which then of course requires that I yeah. mention to uh, to other configurations that you don't like. Loves to stir the pot. Hey, well, but what we should do is just ask everyone who's listening still at this point of the show to just tweet it at, oh, at tweet Dave with like a ranking one through, one through four who four. you think had the best. No, let's spare four. let's spare number four his dignity. Just, just one through three. One through three. That's true. I'm gentle. You don't want to embarrass anyone. I don't want to hurt and, and somebody's look, feelings. Just se- rank them 75 1 75% of us are not going to take it personally. That's right. Oh, I don't think it's a place show, you know? I, like right. Win, play, show. But if you think franchise is a is a delicate flower, I think you're forgetting that, oh. uh, that I also. <laughs> Dave there, also there, takes things a little personal. There's a reason uh, Eddie back there immediately was like, oh, you were the best, Dave. You, you were the best. Really? Yeah, that was all very apparent. We're all snowflakes, Dave. That wasn't servicing my, my vanity. <laughs> Spaghetti shoots from the hip. That's all. He, that was sincere, I'm pretty okay. sure. Spaghetti knows. There's the music. Yeah. <laughs> there Definitely. It there it is. <laughs> All right, so Shut we'll be down. back with more Hooey and Applesauce for you next week after week two in front of week three. I think we have Ike coming in uh, next Tuesday. Maurice will be around. The great Colleen Wolf going to be here, handsome as usual. I'm not, actually. Oh, you're not? Where are you going to I went to London, Dave. There are games in London the next week Beautiful. three and week Stop four. Stop the music then. Stop the music. See, you you, you jumped the gun. Sorry, Eddie. I want to make sure you watch the Pick'em show. Look for it on Saturday three times you have a chance to watch it, plus uh, Sunday morning. Get, uh, get right for the games that way. Um, download, subscribe, all that stuff. NFL Fantasy Live with Harmon and Franchise and all the other fellas there. Make sure you check that out. The great pages on Fantasy on NFL.com. Fantasy, I mean, uh, Handsome doing great work with uh, all the international stuff, all these cool videos coming out here. Different, a- any language you speak, NFL now has you covered. C. Si. Right? Boom. Hey. Bonjour. You think of that can- guy Canadian on Monday Night one as well. Hey. Dip. We. You think of dip there. All right, I'm not ready yet. All right, now play the music. Do it now, Spaghetti, because that's it. That's it or shame the devil. All right, for Matt Hart and Matt Franchise, a.k.a. the Fantasy Hipsters, for Emma VP and her great uh, game descriptions, Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass, and handsome Hank, bon voyage, enjoy London. We'll talk to you after week two. Till then, it's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.